Let's make today the day you start the business that will change your life. You'll learn how at Income School. Income School is about taking your income into your own hands by creating a website that people will love, building a following, and earning a living online. And now your host, Jim Harmer. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Income School. I'm your host, Jim Harmer, and I'm joined by my good friend, Ricky Kessler. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. Well, last week, Ricky, we talked about your niche site that you're starting up and building yourself. And that's something that I'm working on as well, uh, building a niche site. We talked about Pontoon Guide in a previous episode. But I also have been working on investing in websites, something I've been interested in for a long, long time, uh, but I just never quite found an opportunity. And at the end of last year, my wife and I sat down and we decided what we were going to do for investing. You know, we, we saw what the business had brought in and what we spent. And what we found is we reduced our expenses last year compared to the year before and had a nice increase in our revenue. So we got to $660,000 in revenue with expenses. Uh, you know, they're good, good expenses and bad expenses in a business, but, you know, pretty low. And so we ended up with a lot of cash on hand at the end of, of last year in the business. And we were trying to decide what to do with it. And, you know, some of it's going to a mutual fund. We're also investing in a physical business. But we, uh, I, I've always been interested in buying a website from someone else. But I've never really found a good one. I've looked on Flippa.com. That's definitely the largest marketplace for buying and selling websites. Uh, that's F-L-I-P-P-A if you're new to that. And I, I just have always found spammy crap sites on there. Nothing that uh, that was even remotely interesting. You know, they're websites that are like two months old, have five pages, a ton of spammy links, and are claiming revenue numbers that are just totally unrealistic, right? Uh, so I, I've looked on there and I've never found anything interesting. But I started listening to the Empire Flippers podcast and... Uh, you know, it took me a little while to get caught out, caught on the podcast and really enjoying it. But once I kind of understood what, what the business was and, and the potential it had, I started looking on their website regularly. They're brokers. They, you know, represent sellers that are selling businesses. And you can go on there, see what listings they have and, and buy a website. And so I, I looked really hard at the end of the last year trying to find one before the end of the year so I could get a little bit of a tax deduction and uh, finally finally uh, uh, bought my site. So it was a pretty exciting time. Nice. That is exciting. So I, well, I, I guess I mentioned the tax deduction. I, I should briefly touch on that because it's something that I learned during the process. When you buy intellectual property, you have to write it off over 15 years. And so let's say I buy a website that costs, you know, costs, well, let's say it's $15,000. I can write off $1,000 today. I can write off $1,000 in 2016, 2017, 18, et cetera. For as long as I own that website, I can write off $1,000 a year until we get up to the $15,000. And uh, so that's called amortizing your, ex your expenses. Uh, things like intellectual property, the IRS does not let you write off all in one go, which stinks, right? Because <laughs> uh, it, it would be nice if I could get it now, the time value of money. I want to I wanna wait to pay the IRS as long as I, ha as I can to wait to pay the IRS. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. So I got a little bit of a tax deduction from that, but I talked to my accountant 
And we had a long meeting talking about how we could get a bigger deduction for this now so that we don't have to wait 15 years uh, to do that. And with inflation, that's going to be like, what, five bucks? <laughs> so, uh, so we talked about how to do it. And one way that we found is we wrote a, we wrote a check for $28,000 to buy the intellectual property of the website. And then we had a separate purchase for $5,000, which was training from the business owner. So the person who owns the business right now spent a little bit of time with me over email or Skype uh, training me on how the website's working. And I was paying $5,000 separately from that so I could write that off right away. So it was a pretty cool trick uh, to to get uh, a little bit of a better better tax advantage from the sale. And, and uh, I, I guess that's the first lesson that I learned was that. Uh, having a good accountant makes a big, big difference. I, I can't tell you how much money I've spent trying to go cheap and save money on TurboTax with my with my business taxes. You know, if I were just an individual doing W two, it wouldn't be worth it. But once you're in a business, boy, is it worth it to have a good uh, to have a good accountant for things like that. Yeah, that you know, Jim, that's absolutely true. And and that principle that you're talking about is uh, fairly important to understand is when you're involved in business, uh, when you make purchases of um, you know, of capital. If you buy a business, I mean, if it's an if it's intellectual property, then it's like you said, you have to amortize that that purchase over a certain amount of time, and the IRS has rules for that. It's the same thing if you buy an actual a business. I mean, not that this isn't a business, but if you buy physical property and if you buy as a business, you can't write that all off as a one time expense. Uh, and the reason for that is because you're going to be using that, the 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 assets that you buy, you're going to be using that to generate money over a long period of time, uh-huh. and so they you you can expense certain pieces of that each year, and that's what that amortization is uh, for physical assets. It's called depreciation. It's the same principle. Um, whereas that training expense, and that's a really neat trick that your uh, that your accountant used, and I'm sure there are rules around. Uh, that to some extent, um, but you know, training is something that you use today. I mean, it's it's a it's a service that you pay for and you get today, and so your business can write it off today as an expense, and so therefore you get to deduct that from your taxes today or this year. Um, so that's an important thing to keep in mind if you're buying business or businesses or buying assets. Um, you know, for little things, you buy a new computer. Really, it doesn't matter. You can call that an expense, even though really it's it's a physical asset. But when you start buying, you know, bigger assets like businesses and, and property and equipment, uh, that same principle is going to come into play. And I agree with Jim 100%. When you start getting into that, when you start getting into a business, hire an accountant. It's just, <laughs> it's not worth the headache of trying to oh, do it Oh, absolutely. And, and it's something that entrepreneurs face very quickly uh, as soon as you get a business that starts earning money because if you know you're you're like a typical business you're an LLC in the United States and let's say your business gets up to you know earnings maybe 80,000 100,000 dollars and that can happen really fast online you know you have a launch in November and suddenly your business made a ton of money uh, you know things can happen very quickly and that happened to me one year uh, we had a launch toward the end of the year i didn't expect it to make that much money um, and it it got up to you know that over the year we'd earned about i think it was 85,000 and I sat down with my accountant and he says, oh, yeah, you wasted $13,000. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean I did? And he says, yeah, if we would have made this into an S-corp, you would have saved $13,000 in, in tax this year. And I was like, 
No. Uh, so, you know, when your business is going to, is earning money, it's worth periodically just meeting with your accountant during the year and say, you know, this is where we are. This is where we're planning to be. You know, are there things I need to do now before it's too late? And I've made that mistake enough that, you know, a couple times a year, I just pay the 150 bucks for my accountant's time for an hour and just sit down and, and go over things. Totally worth it. All right. Yep. But that's getting down into the yeah. <laughs> accounting rat hole that entrepreneurs hate. Um, so the business is knife up and, you know, I don't really know anything special about knives. You know, I'm a guy, I, I, own a pocket knife, you know, it's cool, right? Uh, I'm sure I've owned a machete or two in my life, but I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not like a knife enthusiast or anything. I couldn't even sharpen a knife properly. And so I, I was looking at lots of different niches on empireflippers.com of, of which one I was interested in. You know, there was one on like plastic surgery and another one on on like yoga products and, and you know, reviewing computers, all, all different websites. And I didn't really care what the niche was. I, I, I don't really care if it's something I'm interested in or not, as long as it's something that I feel that I can I could at least maintain. So if the website's about plastic surgery, I don't know anything about plastic surgery, but you know, I, I, I could I could research whatever and write about it, whatever, it'd be fine. I wouldn't have any passion behind it, but I do have a passion behind business, and so it'd be fine. And uh, But I found this one. I thought, okay, that's cool. That's kind of a night, uh, you know, guy thing, so that might be kind of interesting to do. Uh, but then, you know, I wanted to look at it from an investment standpoint. If I put $33,000 down, it's you know going to take me 20 months to get my money back. Now, if I were to do that in a mutual fund, it would take much, much longer to get your money back. So let's say I put my money into an index fund. You know, on average, the stock market's going to do somewhere between 7 12%. Lately, we've been doing a little bit better. Let's call it 9% that we're going to get from the, the, the stock market if we just plop down in an index fund since the market's been doing well. Uh, well, it's going to take a long time at 9% for me to get my money back. What, like 11 and a half, almost 12 years? Yeah. Uh, about 11 years. And so 11 years to to earn back your investment and double it, right? Uh, well, you're, I mean, your investment's already there to double your money. And here I can I can break even in 20 months and then double it in another 20 months. Right. So it's it's pretty cool uh, to to be able to do that. I mean, that's a really fast turnaround when we're talking about a passive investment. And so the question is, is this a passive investment? Can you even compare this to a mutual fund? Because obviously a mutual fund, you get the cash, you stick it in there, and you just go to sleep for the next two years and wake up and you have more usually. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas this website... You can't totally do that. I mean, your website's going to need to install WordPress updates. If something goes wrong with the website, server goes down, there's going to be a little bit of maintenance. But once you already have a system for plugging in websites, you know, I already got my hosting in check. I already got my Amazon affiliate in check. All this stuff, I already have a system to do. And I've done so many times that I can do, you know, it's like an hour to get this thing set up. 
it becomes an extremely passive investment at that point for me since I already kind of have processes for this. But even for somebody who doesn't necessarily have processes, it's a semi-passive investment. It's, it's not something that needs to take a lot of time. Uh, so I, I can call this somewhat similar to a mutual fund, and the return is absolutely fantastic. So I'm excited about it from that standpoint. Then the the next question is, is it as secure as something like a mutual fund? And the answer has to be no. I mean, if you look at, it, at what a mutual fund or, or some kind of, of, of normal investing kind of, of, of investment, uh, you know, they have a long track record of 90 years or so that you can see how the market has performed. Websites are still so new. That, that that there just isn't. And Google's changing all the time. Social media is changing all the time. Online marketplaces are changing all the time. You know, Amazon could make a change tomorrow and kill the Amazon affiliate program. And I'm like nuts and my revenue would be cut in half. That could totally happen. So it is riskier in that from that standpoint. But at the same time, this is because this is a business that I really understand. I mean, this is my full-time job. I feel pretty comfortable that even if some crazy curveball comes, I would never lose my entire investment, even though it could certainly go down. So I, I call this a pretty stable investment. And and the other thing is I want to be diversified. You know, I have a big investment in the photography industry right now, really big. And if, you know, cameras get better and better and photography becomes easier and easier, maybe people aren't going to need as much training on that. So, you know, hey, maybe that's a seven, 10 year problem for that website. Uh, I have passive investments in, in, you know, mutual funds and IRA, things like that. Uh, I, and I'm investing in a physical business, which we can talk about on an, on another episode, but this is different. It's a different industry and it's a niche site rather than an authority site. So I liked that it kind of diversifies my portfolio as well, that I'm in a lot of different areas. So I'm, I'm excited about it from that perspective as well. So let's talk about the website, how it's earning money uh, so that you can replicate it and kind of see what, what it's taken to get to this point on, on the website. Knifeup.com has 200 articles. So if you started writing today, about the start of October, you would have as many articles and you wrote one article a day, you'd have as many articles on your new niche site as, as this website has. So 200 articles, and the the articles are actually pretty good. That was one thing that was a major buy signal for me was when I looked at the content, I thought, okay, I would actually read this. If I came on a Google search, I would read this. Whereas a lot of the websites I was looking at just were so spammy that I, it just did not look trustworthy at all. I would bounce right off that website. So I liked the content on the website. 200 articles is definitely something that, all of us could do. Just write one a day until October and you got this. It's earning between $15 and $1,700 uh, per month. It's 99%, 98% of the income is coming from Amazon's affiliate program. So I get 8% of every knife that's purchased uh, through my affiliate links. But not just knives, of course. They may you know, be reading a review of some Gerber, you know, multi-tool Swiss Army kind of knife. They click over to Amazon and then they end up buying a, a microphone or something. Uh, then I get 8% of the microphone. It doesn't really matter. So I, I like that, that it's very, very passive. There's no customer service, anything like that. Um, and 
one thing that was a major benefit for me is because I already have sites that are using Amazon's affiliate program, it's a performance pay structure on Amazon is what most people choose. So that means, you know, you may get 7% if you sell 50 items. You sell 100 items, then you get 7.5%. But it's retroactive also. So once you bump up to that 7.5%, it's of all the items you've already sold that month. And so I'm not quite to the highest, highest tier of percentage. And this website bumps me up to it. And so this is a really awesome purchase for me. Because it takes, uh, by bumping me up to the next tier, it's making about an extra $200 just going retroactively. So for me, this kind of had a special benefit in terms of revenue that other people may not get from this website. So that, that was another really cool thing that made me excited about, the, about this website. And uh, so I, I bought the website. Empire Flippers was awesome in terms of the migration. I, you know, you pay two Empire Flippers and they get they migrate the site for you, so you don't have to worry about it. And then once, uh, once you've confirmed the revenue, you know they'll put the tracking code, switch it over for a few days, so you can see sales are coming through, that everything's legitimate. You can log into the WordPress dashboard, make sure everything's in order with the website, nothing crazy going on. And then once you say okay, everything's good, then Empire Flippers releases the sale. I liked that a lot. Uh, just kind of knowing that, you know, sure, Empire Flippers could get scammed too, and it was possible, uh, but but I, I, I do felt like they had a good process for making me feel comfortable with the sale and not releasing the funds until I, I was ready, uh, until I, I had seen that, that everything was in order. So I definitely liked that. That's a, that's a good point, Jim. Um, and with any business purchase, with niche sites as much as with any other business, uh, it's important that you know, when you make the purchase of a business that you have some kind of period of due diligence where you can actually sort of check things out on, you know, the more nitty gritty basis. You can actually get in behind the scenes and see how the business is performing. And uh, it's really neat that Empire Flippers is obviously taking that into account when they sell these sites. They give you a chance to, even if it's only for a couple of days, to do the due diligence and be able to see what the website is actually doing behind the scenes. So that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're ever going to buy any kind of business, website or other. Yeah, it really is. And especially if you're new to this business of, of websites, you really have to take your time and look. For sure. I, I felt like I, I could go through this pretty quickly. Uh, I did my due diligence in about an hour. I and what I did to make sure the the site was legitimate other than you know seeing the sales come through once my tracking code on Amazon was placed on the site is one I wanted to see how many articles there are I wanted to make sure that the articles are not uh you know plagiarized from another website same as the images I want to make make sure that I'm not getting myself in legal trouble by owning a website that's you know just has you know, photos that were just taken from the internet, then great, I get sued because I, I'm, I'm publicizing the photos once I own it. And I want to make sure there weren't other legal problems. You know, this is a knife website. And so one area where I was concerned was there were a lot of teenagers on the website saying, 
hey, can I carry my butter knife, butterfly knife to school and stuff? And I'm like, oh, great. Now this kid goes and stabs somebody and says, well, I learned on the internet that it was okay. <laughs> awesome. That's the last thing I need. Right. Uh, so I you know, poured through lots of comments and saw if there were kind of recurring issues like that or people making threats. You know, it's a knife site. People are kind of crazy. Uh you know, you know, any kind of any kind of legal issue that way. I also did a trademark search to make sure that the website wasn't infringing on any trademarks. And then the last thing is I started to I looked into the technology of the website to check out the SEO. And there are a lot of great tools online for doing this. You know, Moz is one that I use. Uh, Alexa is another. These are, are tools that you can use. You can type in the website you're looking at buying, and they'll give you statistics when the, the domain name was registered. You know, it's a red flag to me if the site's only a few months old. I want to see something that's at least a year old because then I know that it was built organically, that, that Google's, you know, that it wasn't some spammy technique they used to get the website up in rankings. And if I see a website that's, you know, six months old and earning a thousand bucks in affiliate in affiliate sales, uh, something's not quite right. That's not a normal growth rate for a website, especially if it's relying on Google traffic. And so I'm concerned if I see that. I want to see that it took a long time for the site to be built. And then I look through the Google Analytics. Now, one thing that really caused me a lot of concern in buying this website is the Google Analytics tracking code was not added to this website until it was listed for sale. And I thought, huh, that doesn't look quite right because it makes you worry that, you know, they did all kinds of crazy spammy stuff in the past and then put on Google Analytics so everything looks copacetic right before the sale. Uh, but they were using a different uh, system for tracking a, a different company other than Google Analytics, uh, which which was a legitimate one, and I was able to to look through it and 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 everything was okay that way. But I would have felt a lot more comfortable with the sale if they had the historical Google Analytics data, um, just because that's the system I'm used to being in, and I know that it's pretty tough to game Google Analytics. So that's uh, the, those were some of the signals that I looked at in doing my due diligence to make sure this was this was a legitimate site. I also Googled uh, the owner of the website and I exchanged a few emails with him. And really, all I wanted to get was that was that there was no uh, pushiness on his site in any kind of feeling like he was trying to quick dump this off or quick get the money to me that kind of thing, uh, where he may. Uh, you know, be trying to pull a fast one. And so, I, I, you know, I felt fine with him. We exchanged a few communications and, and I felt like that was okay. And the sale went through. Now we're, I, you know, I got the site toward the end of December. We're, you know, now at the start of February as we're recording and everything has gone really, really well. You know, the income's where I expected it to be. We had a bigger month in December, lower in January, which is which is normal to see anywhere. Um, and I've made some changes to the website that, I, that I'm excited about increasing that income as, as we go along. Cool, Jim. So I have a question. Um, what are your plans for the website going forward? What are you going to do to it to boost that revenue because i mean with any good in with any investment especially with a business like this um you know one of the great opportunities for growth is or one of the great opportunities to get an even higher return on your investment is to is to improve it so what do you have any plans to improve it or are you hoping to just keep this completely passive 
Well, I certainly could do that. And initially when I bought it, that was my plan is to buy this thing and just let it collect dust every two months, log into the WordPress dashboard and do a couple updates and let it sit there for another two months. You know, maybe once a year, write a new article just so that it has something up there and doesn't look abandoned. That was initially my plan. And I wouldn't have any problem with doing that. I think that that just the numbers, I you know, I think we would start to see a tailing off in revenue at the end of two years after the site has sat stale. Uh, but you know, as long as it as it earns, you know, what I paid plus some, it's a good investment, right? And so I, I would be okay with doing that, and that was my plan. But I, as I looked at the website, I started to see a lot of potential for changes. All the person who built the site was a great writer but not so great with the te- with the technology. The WordPress theme had a ton of errors all over it. And the, I mean, one of the errors was so glaring that you couldn't actually access about a hundred of the articles on the, on the website. They were, you know, they were live pages and Google even had them indexed. But if you just go to knifeup.com, there was no way to access about 100 pages of that website because at the bottom, you know, where you scroll down and you click to the next page of blog posts, there were no links to go to the next page. And so there were about 100 just orphaned pages Um, and they were still getting traffic. But I thought, holy cow, that's a I mean, that's a big, big miss on this website. And so. I switched themes and and that was really nice. We dropped our bounce rate quite a bit and we saw a little bit of an increase in revenue from uh, on the affiliate sales just by placing some of the more important content higher up on the website. So the way that this website gets traffic like a huge percentage of the traffic is they made a map of the United States and they researched the knife laws for each one of the states. And then uh, people come and they search, you know, California knife laws or can I carry a machete uh, in in California? And and our, our website ranks super high for those kind of keywords. Anything about knife laws, it ranks super high. I, I think we're number one in Google for any state if you just search, you know, your state and then knife laws. We're just killing that, those keywords. And then uh, so we got uh, – we get that traffic, but the problem is, even though that does well for our rankings, it doesn't do so good be, because nobody buys anything from that page. You know, it does well because it makes Google like us, but nobody, there's nothing for sale on all those pages. And so what I did is I switched the theme that at the top above the fold, it has big prominent links for best pocket knife, best machete, best survival knife, best combat knife, etc. And then when you're going to any page on the website, that's the first thing you see. So then you read your article about knife laws and you remember at the top, there was that big link to the best combat knife or, combat knife or whatever it is. So I, I, doing that, we saw a, a nice change. You know, it's still, you know, I've only done it for a couple of weeks. And so we've got to kind of let the numbers normalize out a bit. But I would say between a 5 and 10% increase in total revenue we saw just by changing that WordPress theme. And, and I think over the long run, it's really going to help our, our search engine rankings as well. So uh, we made that, that theme change. And then I also hired a teenager that I teach a, a morning Bible seminary class just as a volunteer every morning before work. 
and and there was a, a teenage kid that I like who's who's you know come and mowed my lawn and stuff before, and I I said, hey, if I paid you ten bucks an hour, would you write content on knives on you know doing knife reviews on this website? And he was thrilled. You know he can work in his pajamas. Uh, and uh, from his laptop instead of flipping burgers and he's earning more than minimum wage. He's so happy and it's been awesome. You know, he's researching out about the knives, reading online reviews to hear what other people say and then writing a, a nice knife review. I met with him a few times, explained to him exactly what I'm looking for and he's writing content. So he's putting in about eight hours a week uh, at $10 an hour. So $80 a week is what I'm paying. And I just... I feel so confident that that is going to pay for itself because I look at the total revenue that the website is earning. You know, let's say the website is making on average about $1,600 a month. And then I multiply that by 12. So let's see what the website's just earning over the course of one year. And that's $19,200. And I divide that by 200. That's the number of articles I have on the website. And so over the course of just one year, each article earns me $96. But I'm paying this teenage kid about $15 to $20 an article. And the website's going to be up for far more than just one year. And so I'm getting an awesome return on my investment as long as the articles he writes you know, do as well as the articles that are on the website. And I gave him a lot of guidelines. I'm kind of keeping a tightrope that way. And so I have every reason to believe that it will. So for me, I, I'm seeing a lot of upside with this business and building it out because I found cheap labor and a proven system that, you know, how much article each article is worth, how much we're going to make, et cetera. So I'm, I'm really excited about it for that reason. And uh, that's knifeup.com. That's uh, kind of where I got the idea to buy it, how much it costs, what websites are selling for, how I'm planning to increase the revenue on the, on the website. Uh, it's just been a really exciting process. If you're interested in, in buying a website, highly recommend skip all your, your wasted time on Flippa where they have just way too many spammy sites. And go to higher ground at Empire Flippers. Uh, you know, they're not paying me to say this, but I've got to say uh, a very impressive company and, and some excellent, excellent investments over there. Awesome, Jim. This is a really, really interesting investment. It's definitely not anything I'd ever looked at before. But the, the kind of numbers that you're talking about here just kind of blow me away. Uh, you know, for a comparison, you you can't get that kind of return anywhere in the stock market unless you... I mean, unless you or an insider trader, unless you get lucky every now and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And you're not going to see it almost ever in real estate again, unless you get into a really lucky situation. Um, and I mean, the only place where you see these kinds of returns is in businesses. It's in owning businesses. And, you know, there's not really a lot of ways to passively own a business. And because of that, this this becomes a really really interesting investment. And you're right, you know maybe the risk is higher than the than than a mutual fund, but but I'll tell you what, um, for a thirty three thousand dollar investment, or I'm sure there are plenty of sites you could buy for even quite a bit less than that. Um, you know the risk doesn't seem all that much, which makes this just a really interesting investment. Yeah, I I think you know going through all this that we've talked about, there are. Two real takeaways. One is if you do have money to invest, 
man, I, I just feel I, I'm really excited about about buying websites as an investment, just owning a large portfolio of sites. You know, my brother has a website that he built in, you know, the early, early mid 90s. And here it is so many years later, and it's still bringing in a good, good revenue for him. Wow. And so while websites are new, they also can be built right and they can last a long, long, long time. And so I'm excited about it from a, from a, an investment standpoint. But the other takeaway I have, and, and I should say that you're right, there are a lot of sites on Empire Flippers that are much less expensive. I just bought one for $2,000 that we'll talk about on, an, on another episode. So you don't have to have $30,000 in the bank to do this. Um, but the other exciting takeaway from this is Look at the numbers that I gave you. This is a small site. They're not making digital products. This is just as passive as it gets, an Amazon affiliate site. This is somebody who sat down and said, I'm going to write a product review every day before I go to sleep until October. When everybody else was asleep, they put in the extra half an hour every night, just writing the review, putting it online, one after the other, chugging it out, not getting tired and just doing the work. And they're earning, you know, 1700 bucks a month for, I, I mean, there are, I know a lot of people that that would be a, a change in their whole world to have 1700 bucks extra in income. You know, for me, it's a very small piece of my income now, but I'm looking at what it can do when I own 10 and 20 of these websites uh, that I buy out over the next several years. Uh, but, it, but you know, if your numbers are smaller, it, it takes a lot less to make that kind of an impact. So if you don't have the money to buy a website or you don't feel like you're ready for that, then start writing a review a day, just one review a day until October, and you can have something like this. I, I should mention, I guess at this point, the lawyer in me has, has to say that, you know, just past performance is not an indicator of future performance. <laughs> you know, you've, you've got to, I, I can't guarantee that any website's going to work. And a lot of websites do flop. I've seen a lot of websites that are just poorly made. They kind of ill-conceived and just don't work. But, you know, you really put your head on, you, you work this out and, and you put your, your nose to the grindstone and you can have something really awesome. Well, that does it for this week on the Income School Podcast. It was awesome talking mostly at you, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we got to hear about your website, and this time I uh, talked a little bit too much. Uh, but next on the next episode, we're going to continue our series on niche sites, and we're going to talk about building your own niche sites, uh, another website that I've built, and uh, some really clever tips that we felt uh, that we found to build these out quickly uh, so that you can get a return on your investment as soon as possible. Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll see you in a week. When you're serious about launching your website, check out Jim's free step-by-step -step tutorials at IncomeSchool.com. Income School is a production of Improv Photography, LLC. Any opinions expressed by guests and callers do not reflect those of Improv Photography, LLC. Results mentioned not typical. Some links mentioned are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Some calls simulated. Improv Photography, LLC is not a law firm and does not give legal or tax advice. Always seek the advice of a competent licensed CPA or lawyer licensed in your jurisdiction before making business decisions.